Oh, hello there. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Look, any idiot can make a podcast. I am proof of that. Check out Anchor and find out more. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network. Found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this occasion by Big Ross Hauser. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me on. Been looking forward to this. Me too. Um, how's, I'm saying that right. It is Hauser, isn't it? It's not. It's nothing That's it. Yes. Excellent. That's fine. I've, I've I've nailed all these these uh, name pronunciations, except uh, Yarek Novak, who was on a couple of weeks ago uh, in this timeline order, and I said his name wrong every time, and then he corrected me off the recording afterwards. And I was like, oh, no, no, now I look like the idiot. Uh, but anyway, how's how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, uh, not much to report at the moment. Uh, it's, it's usually my first question. You said you listened to a couple of episodes, and my first question is always the same. But I thought, ah, why well, mix it up for for a change? As we're on the run off <laughs> to season three, uh, why why uh, why not change the opening question to that? Uh, but the first one generally is the same. How did you enter pro wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked on pro wrestling? Um, well, I used to go to a lot of jumbo sales when I was a kid. And I got, in about late 99, I got um, SummerSlam 97 on VHS. And um, I forgot to rewind it all the way back, so I've only seen the main event. Um, And I was really drawn to the characters in that, like Bret Hart, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Um, oh, that that was that um, uh, Undertaker Bret Hart main event with Shawn Michaels the referee. That was it. Yeah, um, oh. and I'm kind of thankful I didn't see the match before that. Um, Stone Cold and Owen Hart. Oh yeah. yeah. So whoever whoever bought that VHS must have saw that and went, "No, that's for me. That's that's plenty. I'll just leave it." Yeah, that must have, um, yeah, must have put them off that that recording. Uh, did you go back um, and eventually watch it all? or? Uh, yeah, that... yeah, I've seen it many times now. And then, because that was in late 99, I've got to see Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, that, that was on Channel 5 that year. Never got to see it live. I recorded that in a VHS as well. And, yeah, I was, I was thinking, wait, wait, where's the three guys that were in that match there? Why are they not in this? So obviously then I found out WCW and... I think Undertaker was just taking a hiatus. Um, Sean Michaels back injury. Uh, oh, well, weird time to yeah. That's that's probably about the time I got into it. So I'm, I'm absolutely bored with with where you're <clears> at. Um, but yeah, n- n- to to go from like you say watching that and then 
and then seeing it for for me it was like I got a Draws action figure, and then by the time I got mm-hmm. it and started watching WWF, Draws was gone. He got injured and that was it was paralyzed. So I, I had this amazing figure. I never saw Draws wrestle until like a long time afterwards, uh, yeah. seeing him. So so a pretty good way to get into that. Bret Hart, Undertaker, and, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Taker being right. a, a bigger guy yeah. as well. It's shortly after that I get. I've managed to go to uh, my first house show. That was in SECC in 2002. And looking back, I wish I'd been a bigger fan of wrestling at the time so I could appreciate it more. Because like, the main event was Triple H and Ric Flair against Undertaker and William Regal. Really random pairing. <laughs> yeah. And... Like Mr. Perfect was on the show, Stone Cold was on it, Eddie Guerrero was against Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental, I think. Oh man. That's yeah, that's it, it's it's one of those things where you do you look back on shows that you've you've seen in live and then you think I, I you didn't appreciate it at the time and then you come back now and you go, Oh man, you'd kill to see Jeff Hardy versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh now it would be Incredible, of course you can't, but it would be incredible to to see it uh, as well. So, so, so it was. was so, your, your first favorite then would have been, I guess, those guys in the main event: uh, Brett, Undertaker, yeah. Sean. Um, by two thousand and two, then who who were you kind of rooting for? Who, who were your favorites then? Well, <clears throat> um, I liked Kane back then. Then is like. After Royal Rumble 2001, obviously Rock and Stone Cold. I, I was more of a rock guy. Um, who else? Um, I liked the Triple H and um, APA. They were going oh, then. Nice. Um, any particular like? I don't know how he he pops up so often, but like Steve Blackman, any, any kind of like random ones in the hardcore division around about that time. Anyone that you like? Like I don't know, my example would be like Scotty Hoy, so like a guy who's never going to be the WWF champion, but you're like buzzing to see him come out and uh, do the worm. Uh, and any kind of uh, mm-hmm. your what Maybe, they call yeah. it, your boys, any of your boys, is is it's it's put. Well, on that show, I remember I think Crash Holly left with the hardcore title. I think it changed about twenty times that night. That's that's a perfect example of, yeah. of, a, of a boy. Um, so that's that's yeah. what two thousand two early two thousands. Uh, how did you, your wrestling habit? Did you take a break? Did you take any hiatus from? Or was like, are you all in on wrestling from that <laughs> point forward? Well, I took a break in like two thousand four. So two thousand six, I think it was. Because I just discovered more of. Life and you know, as wrestling's not not cool when you're in school, yeah, especially when you get to like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, a lot a lot of friends went by the wayside at that point. Uh, I, I unfortunately I, I carried on and became the weird wrestling kid. So you know, uh, you you, you earn things, earn your stripes at that point. But um, was there anything like between that time, like growing up and becoming cool and wrestling wasn't part of it uh, did you do things like like uh, backyarding was that any stuff when you're growing up with your friends anything like that did you have a character 
him, well, when I was in the boys' brigade, we had a vaulting horse and a crash mat, so used to used to do loads of wrestling moves to each other. And because I was bigger than them all, I just was able to pick them up and do whatever I wanted with them at the time. But was it being bigger? So not uh, much has changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so for being bigger, did that kind of gravitate towards guys like like your Kane, like your Undertaker, because these are just big guys being able to manhandle uh, quote-unquote smaller guys, because when you see these smaller guys, um, they're not smaller. Yeah, it did. It did, actually. Yeah, like Undertaker's my all-time favourite. Um, then... Kane as well. And the surprise one, maybe in JBL slash Bradshaw. I've always liked him. I think that that's evident from, from your kind of style now of the, the hard-hitting, just <laughs> blasting folk. Yeah. Um, so you go from that, 60, you've stopped watching wrestling for a little bit. What what brought you back in? What Was, was there, a, I guess, a WrestleMania, a Royal Rumble that was on, and you were like, Oh, I remember wrestling. I'll, I'll watch this again. It was what was the what brought you back? Um, it was the Royal Rumble 2006 because I heard that Eddie Guerrero died. Obviously, it's the anniversary of that now, and they were dedicating the Royal Rumble to that. I think at the time, then I watched it and Rey Mysterio won which I never thought would happen. And the match at that, that WrestleMania, oh, actually, um, Undertaker Kurt Angle at that No Way Out was one that started to draw me back in. And then WrestleMania 22, I think that was. Right, I'll just get a double check. I'll get the old Wikipedia out. Uh, when we've seen a Triple H and Edge and Mick Foley. Oh yeah, it is. I don't need to search that. Yeah, it's WrestleMania 22. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a, a that's an under underappreciated WrestleMania just for that mm, match. Yeah. Those matches alone. Um, so yeah, no, no, we bad we that, that's so, so weird timing then. Yeah, it's it's been the the was it six, 15, 16 years, sixteen years since Eddie Guerrero passed away. Pretty much to the day, and here we are chatting about it, and it was Eddie Guerrero's. Uh, legacy that kind of brought you back into watching wrestling itself, uh, and mm-hmm. and seeing and seeing that, um, yeah, coming in at Royal Rumble 2006, it was it's probably a bit, a bit like you come in because Eddie Guerrero's passed away and you want to see what's happening now and how they're 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 honouring him, and then uh, of course they had the whole Eddie Eddie uh, isn't in heaven kind of storyline with Orton and Rey Mysterio. You're thinking, oh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not wrestling's not the best thing, and then. And then that year, of course, uh, he who must not be named did stuff that year as well. So it's a, it's a very it's a strange year to come back into it, but it kind of uh, plows all this wrestling nostalgia back onto you, and also all the weird stuff mm-hmm. around about it. Um, so at this point, you would have missed JBL pretty much because that was yeah, yeah I missed his entire title ring. But obviously, I've seen it all back, and um, missed him. Um, no. no just caught him, Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar, I think. Right, just okay. Yeah, so the, that would be Eddie winning the title. And then, of course, then that would have transitioned into him and JBL and some absolute brutal matches as, as well. So, um, 
again, mm-hmm. it's, it's that timing thing where it's it's unbelievable that JBL is one of your favourites and you just missed this whole biggest run ever at the time yeah. to watch it live. Um, going back on it, were, were you always kind of keeping tabs at all or like sneaking no, on I WWE.com? Would, or? I, I would check WWE.com, yeah. Um, I never had Sky or anything back then. So, yeah, I would, I would still watch some of the big pay-per-views. Yeah, uh, or you knew, or you knew a guy. Like, <laughs> some of my friends wanted to watch it and get an invite. Sure, why not? Uh, yeah. Did you have to type play it cool, like going, oh, "If you're watching it, I'll come over," but really, you just went, <laughs> I'm, "I'm watching some wrestling." <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, so, how did you go from watching? Again, this is one of my, my questions I ask everyone. How did you go from watching wrestling to pursuing it? So did you watch indie wrestling in Scotland? How did you discover that? And how did you get to doing it? Well, I didn't know there was indie wrestling in Scotland until my friend asked me, do you want to come and watch the Royal Rumble at the, the garage? That this was Royal Rumble that had CM Punk and Rock at it. And okay. And it was like, yeah, okay. Like, oh, but, but but there was a Scottish wrestling show before it. Okay, let's go and see that. And it was the second annual square go from ICW. Not a bad way to get in yeah. a, a rumble uh, in general. Uh, I'm just, yeah, second annual square go. I think I know who won it. And I don't know if we can actually talk about that. Uh, so second annual square go. See who... Nope. Nope. Red Lightning versus Stevie Boy. We can mention that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn you speaking it. Um, so, oh no, wait, Johnny Moss Christopher. Um, I was mixing yeah, up who it was. Johnny Moss was the first wrestler that I've ever seen in a Scottish wrestling show. And I thought, oh God, maybe I'm... He's, he, he's big. I don't think I'll be going near, near wrestling anytime. And then Christopher comes out and no offence to him, but it was like, hmm, maybe there is a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I suppose, yeah, if you do see uh, Johnny Moss out first, you're thinking, wow, this Scottish wrestling scene's humongous, this is just bodybuilders, and then, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, again, same same as yourself, no offence to him, but yeah, Christopher coming out, and he's quite a bit smaller and skinnier, at the, especially at the time, and um, so was that, did that kind of get something in your head going, oh, well, I've seen, this little guy could do it. Um, I'm I'm a bit bigger than him. I like I like the wrestling. Was you think? Oh, maybe I could do this. But that's, that's quite a big yeah. jump between mm-hmm. that and GPWA. So how did you go from that point forward? Well, it was always in the back of my mind. So I always just thought, oh, I'll I'll try it sometime if something comes up, and I never did. And then those same friends that invited me to that just pointed me towards GPWA, and then um, we joined the second intake. And I was only one of the three of us that, that got through the intake. And I just kept going with it. So uh, checking who you would have been on that first show to see, you would have seen, of course, uh, Red Lightning, uh, Wolfgang. Uh, these I think guys Jack Jester have... was in the final two of that square go. And, of course, BT Guns in there as well. So pretty, mu- pretty much everyone that, that would have been taking you in that intake, you would have seen wrestle at least once. Uh, what, um, what was, what was it like uh, going in that first day? Then was it was 
was there any intimidation because you've seen all these guys and they've done absolute nuts things in the ring or was it just a case of just getting in and getting stuck in? Um, well, there was a wee bit of nerves there. There always, always is trying something new. And like I, I thought, I'm, I'm quite fit. I'm sure I'll be okay at this. And then I'll go in and on the first day, I'm, I'm not. It takes me a few weeks to get going. And then and then it's all um, kind of plain sailing from then. So as as I'm guessing you're one of the least taller guys in your intake. So was was you said the the first couple of weeks you need to get going. Was there um did they take into account were adjustments to where you could be placed because of your height? You could what was what was your kind of actually no, I'll ask that question a second. But the the first one being a yeah. So the first couple of weeks that you're finding a bit of a struggle. Was it um more of a, a you didn't think it was going to be as difficult as it was when you went in? Do you think it was a bit more cardio-led and, and squats and all that kind of stuff that you thought, oh, I didn't think I need to do this much uh, straight away? Or or what was your kind of first thoughts on it? Well, the, the, the squats did take me by surprise, yeah. And yeah, after the first day of running the ropes, my back was bruised as everyone is everyone's is I'm sure I mean I, I just wasn't very coordinated that was the main thing yeah you, you do read the, the or, or see the videos of uh, special William Regal uh, shouting about left foot and leading by your left foot uh, outside of that so you said you're a bit fit you're, you're fit uh, what was your kind of background did you do anything like a, a, like a, a sport football rugby I'm assuming that's because your height rugby might have been there somewhere. But um, yeah, was was there a, a sporting background going into it? Yeah, I, I played rugby until I was 16. Maybe it's not 17. I stopped when I was 17. Then I played as a number eight there. Uh, in somewhere called Carter Queen's Park. And I played football with my friends every week and um, went to the gym regularly at the time. Okay, so so even though the coordination wasn't all there, you you, you had the uh, you weren't afraid to get hurt, kind of thing. Especially rugby, it's all it's it's not a it's not a, a delicate <laughs> sport in general. Um, so yeah, I was, I was saying about the, the taking into account your height. So uh, you're coming in with guys like like a, a Lionheart and a, and a Jack Jester, and they're, these are taller Wolfgang as well, uh, bigger guys. Were, were they able to um, kind of lead you into any particular drills to, to to accommodate your height at all, or are you just doing the same thing as everyone else? Um, yeah, they, they were all very very helpful. A few of them took me aside by myself and um, helped me get. Um, help me do some of the things. Although um, I actually wasn't the biggest guy in that class, because Flex Hunter was in that class. Oh, the, the man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flex, Flex Hunter, of course. Um, all right, so so at least there's there's two years these these two horses mm-hmm. that could uh, square off every so often. Um, as as far as as anyone else in your class that's that's still active or at least got on to shows at all? 
if that's all right. Well, they can't all be winners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just added that. The one that went out tonight as we were recording uh, was with Thatcher, and I've I've never wanted to hit a guest before, and he was just, oh, it was phenomenal. I, I was watching the back going, I, I look furious at this whole interview, and he's, he's got a very good talent, this Thatcher, right? Uh, uh, I don't know how, how he's going to cope in, in front of a whole bar of lands. Uh, at this point, it would have passed, but I don't know if he's going to cope for that, if he'll make it out alive, um, so to speak. But uh, yeah, so Thatcher, right, then, uh, and when you went into the second part of the intake, were you kind of put in with, with some of the other folk, or were they already moved on to like the next stage? Um, well, we were, we were in with a few of the other folk, yeah. And by that point, I started to get better at it. So, uh, yeah. And I've got your, your debut down 2017 against Soldato. Um, which yes. That's just what Cage Match has, and I always worry that I think there's a gala at some point that, that's absolutely missed that out of it. Was, there was well. a few galas, actually. My full debut, well, my baby was in a rumble in Alexandra Park, um, and I actually won it by eliminating Wolfgang and Lionheart at the same time. Not, not a bad start, then. I, I mean, that should be the that's debut. Cool. I mean, so that was great. But the debut should be eliminating the Wolfgang Lionheart in a rumble. So Alexandra Park, then go back to there. Um, what was it like getting in front of a crowd for the first time? Then uh, were you how? Where did you find out? And did you have gear ready? Just what was this experience like? Well, that was. We didn't really. Um, it wasn't until a week before it. Then I had to buy gear off Amazon for that. I think it's on YouTube somewhere. I think just um, GPWA Battle Royal Alexandra Park or something like that. Um, and yeah, I got, I got battered by the two of them when it was just the three of us in there. Wolfgang we'll, we'll chopped me, which I've never seen him do since. It was, it was like your initiation progress uh, process there, uh, just uh, getting getting uh, paying yeah. your dues. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? And <laughs> I was down, and they were both trying to eliminate each other, and I just came up behind them and both over the rope. Um, so working in front of a crowd, then that would have been, I'm guessing, outside of of of. Uh, like other trainees being in, in training matches, this would have been your first time in front of a uh, an audience. Um, I suppose it's not a bad way to start off with you going in front of people that generally, if it's a gala show, they're not here to see the wrestling. So they're not going to know if things go wrong or anything like that. But um, what was it like getting, just seeing a crowd coming to watch you wrestle uh, in your Amazon bot gear? What was, what was that like? Um. It was quite daunting at first, but then I feel like as soon as you're in the ring, it just, it, it, it's over in a flash. It goes at a million miles an hour. And half the time, I'm um, not sure what's happening. <laughs> uh, so after that, of course, then, like I say, your, your full debut was against Soldato. Um, and... 
it's it's so that, that was that'll be your first proper test then because of course in a gala, um, it's a battle royal. I mean, there's a lot you have to do, but again, at the same time, there's not because there's so many people there until the end. Um, what was it like actually getting your first full debut in front of again a, this time a paying audience, so they're coming to actually see wrestling um, with Soldato? Uh, what was what was your what was your thoughts on that? Um, it was enjoyable. That one was more enjoyable, I feel, maybe because the crowd are actually there to see wrestling. And um, I enjoyed being in the ring with Soldato, although that was the time that I discovered that I was very good at throwing a clothesline. I'm yeah. sure that there's a picture out there of me um, hitting Soldato in. You can just see the the dent in his chest at the time. Uh, so it was. I mean, at that point, I'm. I think if I remember right, the photo it, it's your your black trunks and and everything. So you're pretty much looking like JBL. So was that the, the kind of inspiration just behind <laughs> the the whole look and the big clothesline? And was was your was your look, uh, uh, Bradshaw inspired? Um, I never thought it at the time, but it was. Um, I guess subconsciously uh, it was. Just like, a, like, a, aye, just no nonsense, no flash, just coming here, batting you and then leaving kind of thing. Um, again, going through your, your first couple of matches, uh, of course, the, after that was uh, the Sam Barber experience and then, then you had uh, a match with The Purge. So these are all guys now that are, of course, are names that you see popping up all over the place. But this time this would have been their first. I mean, they would have been on shows maybe a little bit beforehand. Um, how, how are you finding, like, trying to get the crowd to support you and things like that? Um, you, you come across as very uh, quiet and not an unreserved, uh, sorry, and, and a reserved person. So how did you find trying to get the crowd uh, on your side? Did, did you feel that they were quite taken with you when you when you started coming out and, and battering folk uh, with, with uh, big moves and big clotheslines? Well, I was a bad guy at the time. With those matches, um, so I guess it was um, a, it did work because um, big guy beating up smaller guys is usually going to get over on family shows like that. Um, yeah, and then of course they started. You teamed with uh, Danny Cantrell for a bit. Of course, like, did, he went on to be in the grind, if I remember rightly. Um, <laughs> so was so you've gone from couple of singles matches uh, and then a little bit of tag team. Is it, it, have you got a preference uh, or did you find that, that was a good kind of learning experience um, operating a tag match? Um, yeah, it was a it was a good learning experience because um, I would say the Purge are one of the well, probably the best tag team to come out of GPWA. Um, just to learn about the structure of a tag match and things like that was, was good. And more chance to learn how to be in front of a crowd. Yeah, um, you don't, I, 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 not until this year, I realised that there's so much kind of extra work and, and rules to a tag team match. And and uh, it, it's uh, one of those underappreciated skills to be able to do. And um, if you're getting out to do it, then even better. Um, so I've got other matches you had likes with uh, Paxo, who again um, isn't as he's a bit slender, but he's about 
mm-hmm. you're, he's, a bit, he's a taller guy. So this has been one of the first proper times. Um, I suppose Stevie James as well. He's he's quite tall, but it would have been the first kind of time you've been in a ring with someone about your height and ability. You're not going to be able to throw them about as easy uh, as as some others. Um, so what was it like getting in with with Paxo? And actually, I have to add to that, uh, Eli uh, Bulwark, who would have been the September that year as well. So these are two mm-hmm. two different matches, but it's two big guys uh, facing off. Was that? Was that something new and something that you're quite excited to to get stuck into? I was quite excited about that match. Um, um, Paxo has been doing it for a few years in around Europe as well, obviously. And um, to be in that kind of match, not just have the usual formula of big guy, wee guy, it was to explore more of that in both of those matches actually so when you're getting in the ring with with uh well either way these matches um do you is there, do you get homework on what matches to watch to maybe uh get some ideas of how to structure it or is, is it so for likes of a soldato might watch um a Rey mysterio against whoever undertaker uh just throwing that out, just that kind of uh, dynamic to see if you could pluck some bits of it and then you see an Eli versus yourself uh, I don't know uh, Undertaker again, Undertaker and Kane just two big guys going at it is there any kind of matches that you, you try and go back to and and pick out some little bits and moves that you can add to your own matches um, Yeah well, I'm not giving any I look at um, the do some research of what type um, of certain wrestlers with certain types of opponents. Like, um, I, I did actually watch Undertaker Rey Mysterio match for the Soldato one, the Royal Rumble, 2009, was it? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I think okay. I'm remembering. I remember a few they had briefly, I can't remember when, but yeah, I'll, we'll go with that, 2009. <laughs> I'll go with your memory on it. Um, yeah, so so that's, that's that's a pretty good way to get, get bits and pieces of, of that. And then, of course, 2019 rolls around. Um, you have some matches here and there. And then, of course, in June, kind of the, the GPWA team and Scottish wrestling and wrestling in general kind of gets rocked with uh, Lionheart passing away. Um, and you end up going down to Preston uh, to be part of, of their tribute show. Um, mm-hmm. So we're not going to... Uh, I've spoke to uh, so many of our guys from GPWA now, so we're not going to like labour on, because uh, it is a sad thing. We're not going to uh, say it's not. Uh, but what was your memories of, of training with Lionheart and uh, what was, was his his legacy to yourself and your own development? Um, well, he was a good trainer. He was um, hard on you, but that's because he cared about because he cared about us. And he, he gave us all several chances on his pro wrestling elite shows. I was in a few of his pre-show matches, which I'm grateful for. And, um, yeah, I always wanted to um, have a laugh in training as well. And going down to Preston with, with the team, uh, and um, were you were you part of of that show as well? Was was it was a, a, uh, yeah, a rumble? We were all in a rumble. GPWA guys versus Preston guys. 
uh, and, and being able to kind of do that as tribute for 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 Lionheart uh, was that a little bit of a um, um, I don't know cathartic uh, just just being able to 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 show your appreciation but uh, do it in in wrestling form. Um, yeah, it was good. As um, someone said in that night, it was would have been what he wanted for us all to get opportunities out of such an unfortunate event. Absolutely, and of course that, that same year you end up uh, up in tar- down in Target. Give me geography all, all but I end up down in Target uh, with uh, Levi uh, Justice at the time and Ravy Davy. Um, so what was it like? So, so GPWA would be your home promotion, or uh, wrestling experience Scotland, I want to call it, uh, at this point. But uh, Target, of course, would have been your first proper outside booking, PCW notwithstanding, and PWE, of course, but that's that's all kind of connected to Lionheart. So Target is new. Um, what was it like being told that you, what was it like getting uh, the call to to go down to to Target? And uh, what were your thoughts on being performing in front of a new audience uh, in general? Oh, with Target, I'd always heard um, good things about, about Target. It was one I always wanted to go to. And then to get the call, it was quite short notice, actually. I, I got the call, I think it was like early that morning. And then I just went down to Carlisle and didn't even know what the match was going to be at the time. And turned out it was me, Ravy Davy, and Levi and turned out to be one of the most enjoyable matches I can remember having. Is it one of those where if, if you if you're nervous like for a match or anxious, would you prefer it that you were just told, right, you've got a match now, so you don't have time to worry about it? Or are you the kind of person that if you don't know what's happening, you're just gonna get more worried about it? You you'd rather have a bit more time to kind of prepare. What's your kind of uh style when it comes to that? Well, there's a. I, I, I don't dislike either of them. If I've got, if you've got a match that you know about, it you can do some research on it as you spoke about before. But it's not not knowing you've got a match and then finding out on the day is just as just as good, in my opinion. Um, so especially if you're in the ring with the likes of of Ravy Davy and Levi, uh, well, Davy especially is, is just this like charisma magnet who can just whip a crowd into a, a frenzy, either whichever way he decides uh, to go for. Um, so at least at least you're, the the having to adjust to working with the crowd is is taken a little bit away from you because like, not not say he'll do all the work, but he's got most of it covered. You just need to be able to just do your part of, of it all as well um, for that. So, yeah, I mean, and after that, of course, you matched with Crowbar, Kez Evans, who I haven't mentioned so far, but he was in the PWI 500 this year, which is insane to think about. Uh, and then a couple more trips to Target, and then the world ended. So that was that was it. That was the world over. Um, so when you were having your matches in, in, in February 2020, uh, that was uh, with I think your team with Dylan Thorne by that point, um, and you're against Kez and, and Thatcher. Was it was there any impending thought? Because the pandemic had just about started at that point, and it was a bit dodgy if things were were happening and, and going on. So, um, 
when you were having that match, was there any thought of this might be your last one for a while? Was there any any uh, possibility, or were you in the same boat as everyone else? It was just like, ah, oh, just a flu, two weeks, and we'll be done. Um, yeah, I didn't think the world world was ending. I thought it's something over in China. It won't get over here. It won't be that serious. It'll be like Ebola or something like that. But no, little did we know. It's much so, more serious. So that was it. Yeah, world was over at that point. So how did you keep yourself occupied um, with, I mean... I've got a question from Zaldato about your body transformation, which we'll get to. But um, how how did you keep yourself occupied uh, during that time with with no no uh, wrestling? Um, well, there would be did still keeping they still kept in contact with a lot of people through Zoom and things. We would have like watch alongs from different pay per views, even just random ones from years ago, and then. Um, me and uh, Daryl, we thought it would be a good idea to get um, Zoom workouts going with people in the asylum. And yeah, that, that's what kept me fit. And obviously, we had them um, still did the, I think Andy Wilde put a lot of workouts out during that time. And uh, Joe Coffey had his. Um, his training as well that he was putting online. So they, they all helped uh, on the fitness side. And I had a job as a delivery driver, so I was running up and down stairs all day. So, so it kept you going. Yeah, uh, Daro, you did put a question in, but I have seen him putting up tweets and Instagrams and that in the past, thanking yourself for for uh, his his uh, transformation or his uh, keeping keeping active as well. So the two years just uh, just 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 working out and letting other people see it and, and get a little bit of, of inspiration <clears throat> themselves to, to get moving. Um, did, was Daro yeah. a guy that you met through the GPWA or was he a guy you, that you that you knew and happened to start wrestling as well? Um, no, I, I knew him through WWE, um, GPWA. Um, and... Yeah, I guess it was more of an acquaintance at first, but then during that time, we became um, better friends. And then now, now, he's, he's, now we're he's, tag team partners. Of course, yes. So we'll, we'll definitely get to that. So we'll ask a question from Soldato because that, that seems to be that this is when it all happens. Uh, I just put uh, your transformation has been amazing to watch. What are your nutrition go tos? Nutrition go tos. Um, I don't want to be boring and just say it's chicken and rice and, and that, but um, you know, just starting to bring my own food into work and tracking my food. So it's, it's not the most exciting life, but there's results no. that, that show from it. See, I always like I love chicken. I love rice, but chicken and rice just sounds like the most boring thing in the world. But it clearly must work because all the all the, all these uh, ripped wrestlers and people in general always swear by it. I was like, I just it's just taste. Do you have seasoning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of seasoning. And also, I just started to eat more. Like I was more concerned about getting lean before, but then I started trying to get bigger. Obviously, I'm, I'm called Big Ross. So, 
they want to get bigger. And that's a, that's a then that all came as, as a bonus with it. Um, I always prefer both things like uh, corn. I, I tried corn, um, and it is the most oh, corn uh, mince. It is the most vilest thing I've ever tasted because it it just tastes like nothing and nothing but bad at the same time. Um, so so rice and, and and chicken with loads of seasoning. I could do that. That's easy. I can write that down. Why not? And and I, I put on the the, the uh, lockdown two stone and then some. So I'm going to need to find. I'm wearing black or thin or bigger t-shirts to make me look slimmer now. That's the that's the thought process behind it. But uh, yeah, so that and did you have, so you had access to the asylum to do workouts or did you have your kind of like a home gym as well, all ready to go during this lockdown? Yeah, it was just a home gym. I had um, loads of resistance bands and a few light dumbbells and a pack of cards to do card workouts. Any particular workout that, that came, if if you drew out the cards and it came down, did you think, why did I put this in the in the list? Uh, that was just the worst. Burp, right, okay. Um, I'm, I'm just going to agree because I have no idea. I, I don't think I know what burpee is, uh, other than when I drink my, my fizzy juice too fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to not know. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to not know at this stage. Um, so yeah, you, you had that. You, you had this. I said you got you got leaner, uh, and because you're bigger, it always helps being big and lean, and, throw, and you're able to lift bigger people and throw them further as well. Uh, then eventually shows have come back. So as of recording, October 2021 was when it was your return. Oh, before that, I don't know how I've, I've written it all the way down in my list here. You made a nice W debut, November 19. I think that's a bit more important uh, in our timeline here. Uh, so it was in the pre-show Battle Royal um, for Fear and Loathing 12. Uh, I've got here. Uh, so it's, it's for, of course, for the VIP ticket holders, but this is an ICW debut, whether you, how you regardless of how you want to cut it. So uh, when did you find out that you were going to be in? If I remember rightly, you weren't even announced for the match, were you? And you just... No, um, I made my entrance from ringside because I was in my security gear at the time. So what was it like uh, making your actual ICW debut and there would have been people in the crowd who would have known who you, who you were and here you are. Uh, SWG3, that was mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. So you're in, you're in ICW. So what was... How'd that feel? Well, on the night when I made my way down to ringside, there was people in the crowd asking me, like, well, are, are, are you not the surprise entrant? I, I thought it'd be you. As mm. what it is, saying to them things like that, shrugging it off. And then it happens, and I wasn't sure how big a reaction I would get, but it wasn't bigger than anything I could have imagined. And then I was the last person eliminated by Paxo. And I get the most eliminations in that rumble. So, yeah, it was a pretty good debut. Get, get the uh, the Kane run, Kane 2001 rumble run. Just to... yeah, that was my first thought as well. Um, so, were you working crew, like, beforehand? And, and how was it like actually being to work at, at an ICW show? So this is from, this is your first Scottish show, seeing an ICW show at uh, the garage, and now you're actually uh, ringside crew working these events. Uh, was it a bit surreal, or, or was there any particular moments that that you couldn't believe you were being part of? Well, from just being ringside at 
yeah, uh, just just being involved in some some way, whether it's a pull apart or just being there yeah. for it. Biggest one would be being ringside at the SECC show and feeling how loud the crowd were that night and for like Grado versus Drew and the hydro shows were loud. That that, that first hydro show was surreal. Although um, I actually um, injured my knee catching ricochet that night. Which was, oh, was, was that when they went um, from the top rope into the crowd? Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was phenomenal. So so uh, uh, everyone else came out unscathed, including the wrestlers, except yourself. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, that, that must be insane to think that, pardon the pun, but that you went from seeing ICW in the ga- second annual square go in in the garage, and now you're um, part of it, even in a little way, even if it's, if it's security, it's still a very important part of the actual show. But you're, you're now standing in the hydro. Watching, what was it? I think was it six thousand that first one for six something like that, six thousand people, and uh, you're yeah, you're you're getting paid to there, be there, or you're at least part of the show. So, um, is is that probably as far as maybe not an in ring perspective? Is that probably one of your highlights just in your wrestling career so far? Yeah, just be, being present at those those shows. Yeah, definitely because um. Say Grado and Drew is the loudest I've ever heard a crowd. And then the year after yeah. was it? It was a uh, Joe Angle, wasn't it? The, the mm-hmm. year after, so it's still yeah. something to be to be part of. Um, so yeah, I can't believe I almost got to this year and hadn't even spoken about ICW at all. Um, so so you you made it to the final two. Were you given good? Were you given feedback? Was there anyone from your coaches that that took you aside and were able to give you feedback on those those that match um, afterwards and? Like yeah, that. a few of them watched it and made a few small things, obviously, and there's mostly good feedback. Um, yeah, so we're fast forward then, October 2021, uh, you're back. It's Community Pro Wrestling, set up by Ravy Davey uh, for, for Govan, which is an insane crowd. I don't know how it was for, for CPW, but I'm assuming absolutely not. Yeah, it, it was insane. Yeah, they're they're a bit feral down in Govan uh, when it comes to wrestling. I've I've, I've heard and saw bring, on YouTube. Bring your right gear. Oh, die. yeah, uh, I, I can't hits. imagine being there for it. So you end up in two matches that night. Uh, mm-hmm. You yeah, <laughs> you had your Terminator Open Challenge, uh, and it was, was Spider Bomb that yeah. answered it. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question about Terminator. So I'm not going to get away with that. But uh, so yeah, so so. When you found out CPW's come back, Gravy Davies approached you. We've got this. You're gonna have an open challenge. Um, were you given plenty of notice? What was your kind of routine from that point? Were you getting into I don't know, iron girders? Are you getting into the asylum and just just? Uh, yeah, we're in iron girders quite a lot. Yeah, and, and getting getting prepared for it. Um, so Spider Bomb. Of course, you had a match afterwards, but uh, being being in Govan in general. I said, right gear. It's a crazy crowd, but how does it feel getting in front of in front of a crowd after at oh, this point? What would have been twenty months or something like that? Uh, what was it like getting in front of a crowd again? Oh, it was unbelievable, it's especially that crowd. Because like when I made the challenge and I was talking to 
Ryder Bam in the microphone, I could hardly get a word in because the crowd were so loud for him. Yeah, it's uh it's it's I can't remember how I've described it in the past. Just that's just from watching a source show. That they're just they're just looked like they're high on on sugar and just aggression. Yeah. Uh, Spider Bam, I've never been booed that much in my life. Of course, and that, that led to to a tag team match um, with Spider Bam and Daro, who we've mentioned mm-hmm. as well, against uh, HD Drake, which. When, when I was going through the results, when I saw that popped up, I thought, that's a fairly random person to have in this. But anyway, and, uh, and Casino Brutal, so Mikey Devine and and uh, Rabo Romero. So it's a lot of, of GPWA guys, anyway, people that you, you've been in the ring with and, and interacted with. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, uh, so you had your, your, your booed tremendously by the governed crowd, and now you've got to kind of get them on, on side as well. So that must have been a bit of a challenge. For for you that evening, um, I think as soon as they seen that I was the um, Spider Bam had earned my respect because it was a bit difficult to beat. And um, they came out and I pretty much told them, "Come with me if you want to live." And and then Daryl came out and we made a team: a Terminator, a Spider Bam, and a Super Saiyan. What a duo! Wrestling, isn't it? That's just, <laughs> that's just wrestling over all over. Um, in between, and then, and so, in interim of that, of course, you're announced to be Pro Two, as well. Yes. So you are Pro Two. I am uh, Pro Two. When, how how did that get how did that get uh, set up then? Because I hear either stories people send their CV to Logan, and he comes back with this uh, uh, amazing idea and a bunch of ideas to to get you going or he'll come to you with an idea and that's how it, it, it comes to be. So how was how how did you how did you become pro to? Um, it was through big uh, John Urban because he did the security uh, pro wrestling elite and um, quite a lot of his I was helping him with that and and he just told me a message Logan he's looking for guys and I, and I think it'd be good for it so I did and then here I am go to um so yeah I've, I've seen their their shows have just taken place this past weekend as a recording and yeah it seems like he's got he's got something he's got something there in there and, and it's also a nice way because of course if you're doing the pre-shows in, in air for PWE then uh, there's a little bit of familiarity hopefully with a, a crossover audience uh, that they'll know who you are when you when you get there and what have you. And of course you are. There's very few guys of your stature in Scotland anyway. So it's it's also an our big plus um for all of that. So you mentioned we've mentioned Terminator. I'll just ask the question now. Favorite Terminator film? Judgment Day. All right. And that's yeah. It, it, I mean, is there any better one after that? It's, it's just the first two seem to be so good. Nothing. Yeah, the third really one is match it. okay. The third one is acceptable, but the first two are the best. I remember I watched uh, Salvation in the cinema. It was the worst experience of my life. Although <laughs> the Terminator films aren't even my favourite Schwarzenegger film. All right. Okay then. Uh, what 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 would it be? What's your what's Schwarzenegger franchise or Total film? Vehicle. All right, okay. I thought you were going to just gonna, like just go absolutely just off the wall and go twins, <laughs> something or yeah, kindergarten cop. Uh, kindergarten cop, commando. 
Last Action Hero, Predator. Oh, yeah, Last Action Hero somehow is my Christmas movie of choice after Jingle All the Way, of course. That has to be. Last Action Hero is like a parody of a of a, what an eighties action film is. It's it's incredible. It, it some somehow uh, I said I wouldn't tell embarrassed stories for my wife when when uh, she hates the film mainly because there was one Christmas I don't know how we went to three different houses every time I went in there it was on and I just sat and ignored everyone and was watching Last Action Hero. I see that I saw that film so many times in clips that weekend that Christmas morning and, and weekend it was just it was the best. It was just so it's it yeah it's it's one of those that's. If you think about it too much, it's a terrible film. But if you switch off and just enjoy it, that's the best way to live. That's how you should watch a film. Oh, yeah. Same with wrestling. That's how you should watch wrestling. Just switch off, enjoy it. Don't think about it. It's like, oh, why why is Spider-Man getting beaten up? Just ah, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy what you're seeing. Or or boo. I know. Almost (laughs) forgot my one of my favourite Christmas films, uh, Jingle All The Way. Yeah, it's the best. uh, Yeah. Is there any ever? I mean, you, you're going for the Terminator open. Is there any thought of doing a Turbo Man open around about Christmas if uh, if there's a show around about then? If there's a Christmas show, then perhaps. Oh, I can't believe it's, I've only ever seen, I've now seen these Turbo Man dolls coming out in shops. I don't remember them coming out at the time. I, I, I don't know who they're. Have you got a Turbo Man? Have you got one eyed up? Have you seen one? Um, no, I don't. No. I get told that that was based off of the Buzz Lightyear dolls when they came out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, ugh, I kind of watched it all the way now. Oh, when this comes out, it'll be December, so it'll be fine. Everyone go watch yeah. it after, after this chat. It's always the first Christmas film I watch every year. Uh, I've, I've, unfortunately, ours is well, ours is Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's only because it's it, it's acceptable to watch it in October. So it's yeah. technically I'd the first one you watch. A November film. Yeah, I what's in the middle. You can have have a bit of both. Uh, but yeah, so so there's quite a few big Terminator fans around in Scottish wrestling, uh, or sorry, Schwarzenegger fans in general. Uh, likes of, of Big Cav as well. I think does DCT DCT has a, a bit of a affinity. Yeah, he to... did a podcast, uh, Arnie Appreciation Society. That's what I remember. So have you is have you been able to sit down with with DCT at all and and been able to? To hash out your your uh, thoughts on on Schwarzenegger films. Um, not not really the chance to do that. No. Um, so, uh, I'm not not saying that you want to kind of nudge Ravi Davy to to book DCT for the next CPW show, but I mean, there you go. That's <laughs> any reason for uh, Arnie appreciation. Uh, that's it. Uh, of course, wrestling would be good as well. Um, okay, so I so. You've, you've kind of taken on the, the, the Terminator Open. Um, was that just just a, when the, in that break in, in between not wrestling? Um, was that your thought of kind of maybe freshening up the character a little bit, just add a little bit a uh, lick of paint to the to to yourself, Big Ross, or what was your kind of <laughs> thoughts behind it? Um, yeah, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I like uh, a wrestler's better if they can get called, like if they can have a moniker, then. I just thought, what well, would be a good one for me? I was like, hmm, the, the, the Terminator. So. Uh, have you got the uh, sunglasses, leather jacket, boots, coat, motorcycle? Yeah, not, not, not quite a motorcycle, though. 
that's next. That's it. That's a new year. You can uh, you can get an entrance uh, into the into the Fairfield Club. Or I mean, a street fight or anything in the future will come out wearing all that. Oh, I can't. I, I can't wait. That that sounds amazing. Um, right, so I've got a couple of our own stupid questions, which you may know about if because they just list a couple of episodes. Um, first one's, what's your favourite dinosaur? Um, does a Luchasaurus count? It does. Uh, absolutely, Luchasaurus does count, and it's outside the box, which is always better. Um, Luchasaurus, and the other question we ask is, what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Um, two sheep or one cow? Um, I think it would take more than two sheep to beat one cow. So I'm going to say the cow. All right, I'll take you. I'll take your word for it. I'm still, I'm still on team two sheep, but you know, we'll never find out, and I don't really want to find out. I think that would just be sad to watch two sheep fight a cow, and just there's no one. There'll be no winners except maybe me in the background going told you if sheep win. Uh, right. So we do have a question from from Ravy Davy, but we'll keep that one to the end because we're I'm trying to make a new thing for the last question. Um, What's your what's your plans for wrestling now it's back? Is there any have you got like a five year plan? Have you got a list of opponents you want to get in the ring with? Uh, any promotions you want to get to? Um, well, I want to be in every community pro wrestling show. Um, want to be in Pro Two regularly and want to go back to Target. Um, those are the main ones I'm um, thinking of. Uh, obviously the usual ones uh, obviously wrestling experience Scotland and ICW mm. if, I, if I get the call for that then yeah. so it's just just getting just getting back to it really just just mm-hmm. being able to wrestle and and uh, and it grow and, and what have you so any, any opponents yeah. at all that you'd want to to get in with uh, just in Scotland or uh, well, David's, David's question is kind of dream match, so we'll leave that one just to the side a bit. But once it, it could happen in the next, uh, however long, 12 months, three, three years, whatever. Um, I've never had a match with Leighton Buzzard. So we'll see that for starters. Um, anyone else? So in a, I don't know, Andy Wilde or um, something? Well, just... me and... Levi are due a rematch of the Target tag team titles because um, Medallion and Ivy um, jumped us and beat us that way. So it's a bit of a, a titles titles uh, in your, your plan for titles in your future then get up first and belt. Always, um, always the bigger opponents like Andy Wild. And uh, got like a demo back coming back in the yeah, future. Yeah, now the demo's well. back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so last questions. Like, we do social media afterwards. That's, that's the last bit. But um, Davies asked, well, "Who's your dream match?" And uh, I'll, I'll just add a little bit extra to it because I'm trying to make this last question, which is, um, you've been given the book. You've got the main event of WrestleMania. You get to pick your opponent. Uh, who would it be? Um, if it's WrestleMania, then maybe a common answer, but maybe Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Good grab him out of retirement. Absolutely. Or, I mean, 
or if we go back um, 10 years or so to JBL, or we're talking now, maybe now that he lost the AEW belt, could have a Terminator v Terminator with Kenny Omega. Four-way. There you go. Here's your main event. Big, big Ross, JBL, Shawn Michaels, Kenny Omega. Here's your marquee. That's WrestleMania <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, I think we've we've we've, wrapped, we've kind of went through, we've, we've sped through uh, Big Ross's career uh, in wrestling so far, and uh, you, you've got kind of things planned in the future. Um, outside I'm sorry. I say wrestling. So, what's what's your kind of passion? Is it, you said uh, Arnie. I know. I, I say the WrestleMania questions last, but plans always change when I'm doing these things. Um, what's your passions outside of wrestling? Say, like, are you Arnie films? Have you got? Do you, are you a collector of anything? Or are you just a, a watcher of particular things? What's your um, what's your passion? Arnie, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, a few types of films that I like. Um, well, um, Star Wars, I'm not, I'm, I'm all right with, but Marvel is always going to be a one to take. So, uh, what's what's your favorite Marvel film? Um, not so many. Um, I know. <laughs> the stage. <laughs> um, I always like the Iron Man series, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'd say the, the big films, Endgame, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking the new ones as well. I really like Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah I, I watched that again just uh, a couple of nights ago because it was Disney Plus Day. So, yeah. um, of the IMAX. Yeah. yeah. It was it was weird because well, the TV's it's an HD TV, so it, but it's not like 4K or anything. So I don't I didn't get like the crispness, but I just got the extra bits either side, which was it just mm-hmm. looked cool. And it's still Eternals not so big on, but Shang-Chi. Um, um, I loved it. Um, yeah, it's it's when, when you say there's so many. I think I did a list with some people, and there's like thirty at the moment between the films and the TV mm-hmm. shows. And uh, God help anyone trying to jump in and watch them now, because that's just that's a um, month. Actually, Thor Ragnarok was is probably one of my favourites too. Hmm. Yeah, just just for Thor going God more than the fridge. Oh yeah, uh, the immigration song in the background. Uh, mm. Amazing, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. So again, I'm always, always afraid that this becomes just a Marvel podcast. So I'll, I'll we'll wrap things up there. Um, so where can people find out about Big Ross on the social media? Um, well, um, <laughs> need to look at more on social media. I, I will have a help. Um, so on Instagram, I am. Just Ross Hauser. And on Twitter, I am at Ross Hauser25. On Facebook, I am. And on TikTok, I am also Ross Hauser. TikTok? Have, have you been putting up TikToks or are you just a watcher of TikToks? I've put up a few TikToks. There you go. So yeah, with Titanic music. There we go. Then, so so if you learned anything, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, one, you need to go watch uh, Last Action Hero or Edge uh, and Glow the Way now. That's just 
you have to do it. And uh, go follow Ross on, on TikTok. And by this point, you may have done one of the, the trending dances. Who knows? Uh, but no, <laughs> thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure.